strong more than say, hey, not me. The Bible says I am blessed. The Bible says he was made poor that I may become rich. The Bible says I am not weak. The Bible says I am the head and not the tail. Go ahead and reign in life. Go ahead and move mountains. Go ahead and jump. Go ahead and win. Go and make lots of progress in life. Why? It's possible. You are listening to a podcast by Senior Pastor of Life Free Church, Prophet Gomezio Shamani. Bibles and everything that you can use to record this is today's message. <coughs> Thank you, Lord. Isaiah chapter number 30 in verse 21. Isaiah chapter number 30. Verse 21. <clears throat> Today we're looking at part two of what um, we started looking at last week, and that's on the voice of God and. Uh, I'll quickly cruise through my teaching and we'll see what the Lord has to do. The Bible says, you shall hear, or rather your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left, the Bible is showing us how God's voice or God is there to reveal to us on what way or what direction you and I <coughs> need to take. It shows us that when we turn to the right, shows us that when we turn to the left, we are actually led by something. Whether it's the Lord or whatsoever, but we are led. Amen and amen. And just to give you a recap of last week, we looked at a few things. We looked at the importance of God's voice. We looked at different types of voices that are there. And we said there are voices that dominate our lives or people's lives. And some of those voices can be categorized as number one, the voice of self. This is a voice where you yourself as an individual is dominant in directing the course of action and we talked about the uninspired voice of man this is a voice that seems good seems wise seems to be great yet um, at the end of the day does not echo God's direction and then lastly uh, we talked about two other voices which are the voice of the shepherd 
and the voice of the stranger. And we left these two quite open uh, because we said if God is your shepherd, everything else will be a stranger. If Satan is your shepherd, God becomes your stranger. So uh, that is how we looked at it. We also looked at the importance of hearing the voice of God. And one of the most cardinal things that we highlighted is the Bible tells us that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Simply means that um, we live by what God actually says or speaks to us. And so today we want to go a little bit deeper and go into the actual dynamics of hearing God. We want to go into the actual dynamics of uh, having God communicate to us. Before I forget, we also talked about uh, and even established the fact that God communicates. Amen. God does what? Alright. Now, the reason we said God communicates is because we do acknowledge and understand that God uses various channels to communicate to us. He can use dreams. He can use visions. He can use the scriptures. He can use anything. He can use a donkey. He can use an angel. But at the end of the day, in his diverse communication, we are able to interpret what God is saying via whatever communication he seeks to use. Amen and amen. That's why we are using the teaching or saying the voice of God as a, as a compound word of all communications of God. It's, we, it's, we, we can't use uh, visions, uh, dreams as one title. Or, you know, we're just going to use it as the voice of God, as a compound uh, word that incorporates every communication of God. Amen and amen. So when we get to a place where I'm talking about hearing God or hearing the voice of God, I want you to understand that the context of what I'm saying is simply all the communications of God which are not just limited to you hearing Him clearly. Hallelujah. Now, as we go a little bit deep in this, I want us to understand that everyone here on earth, every person, whether believer or non-believer, is wired to be led. Hello? We are wired to be led. It simply means by default, we are meant to be followers. By default, we are meant to be followers. That's why even from childhood, you will notice that the traits of following start while you are a child. When I'm with my daughter, anywhere I go, she will want to follow. Anything I want to do, she will want to do. Why? It's because we are wired. At the end of the day, by the time we grow into adulthood, You are where you are because of what you have followed and who you have followed. You are what you are because of who you have followed. Glory to God. And just to 
make us understand that we are wired to follow, the Bible gives us a few analogies that describe man to even show that man is actually a follower. And one of the things that we are identified with in the scriptures to help us understand that we are followers is that we are described from the lens of the scriptures as sheep. We are described from the lens of the scriptures as sons. We are described from the lens of the scriptures as sheep. Why sheep? Because when we talk about sheep, you cannot exclude the shepherd. Sheep will follow the shepherd. Why sons? Sons will follow the father. In Romans 8, the Bible says, as many are led by the Spirit of God. Are what? Are led. These are the sons of God. But there are different descriptions of people that get to follow. They may not be described as sheep. They may not be described as sons. Sometimes in scripture, the Bible describes other people as goats. Others as doves. Others as ravens. All those are descriptions that they help us understand that all of us are led. But at the end of the day, we need to be categorized in one of each to see what kind of follower we are. In John chapter number 10 and verse 3 to 5, we see a few qualities that Jesus begins to make mention when he is talking about his sheep that are meant to follow. John 10 verse 3 to 5. And I want you to pay particular attention because from what I'm going to explain here are one of the reasons why people are struggling to have communication with God or why people are struggling to hear God or to be led by God. John 10 verse 3 says, To him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice. Who is the him that the Bible is talking about? It's talking about the shepherd. So the doorkeeper opens the door for the shepherd and the Bible says the sheep hear his voice. Then it goes on to say, and he calls his own sheep by name. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Glory to God. Next verse. Verse 5. Yet, they will be by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Glory to God. From verse 3 to 5, we see quite a number of interesting things. Number one, we see that the sheep recognize the voice of what? The shepherd. Number two, we see that the shepherd knows the sheep by name and calls them out by name. And obviously number three, we see that there is a following. 
when the shepherd calls out the sheep by name the sheep follow him then it says they will by no means follow a stranger why it simply means the sheep are wired to follow if the sheep are also wired to follow then there are figures in this life who are also wired to live or rather to lead glory to god So what are the three things we are seeing? We are seeing there is a knowing of the voice. We are seeing while there is a knowing of the voice, we are seeing that another voice is not known. Number 2, we are seeing an element of intimacy. How is there intimacy because the the shepherd knows the sheep personally? So there is an intimate relationship there. And obviously we are seeing from a sheep's perspective that they know the shepherd. Have you gotten that? I'll repeat it. The sheep don't only know the voice of the shepherd. The sheep also know the shepherd. and then there is intimacy shared amongst both of them then the distinguishing thing is that the sheep don't know the voice of the stranger all right what am i trying to say i'm trying to make you understand that if today we would describe you as sheep If we were to describe you as sheep, you need to understand that there is a voice that you know. Whether you like it or not, there is a voice that you know. How do we establish the voice that we know? Or how can we say this is the voice that I know? What you follow is the voice that you know. Because the sheep follow the shepherd. Amen and amen. So, here is a believer or here is a person that says I have two choices. If I can go to church or go to the club. And they end up making a decision and say I have gone to the club. They have not just gone. The Bible says there will be a voice behind you to tell you to go to the left or the right. So what you followed is not just the voice you heard, but the person who is your true shepherd. Yeah. And then remember I said there's another element of that relationship. It's called intimacy. Do you know why people still enjoy beer? They are intimate with the worldly system that manufactured it. So you have a shepherd. Amen and amen. Listen, and I need you to understand that just because you can be in church circles, it doesn't mean God is your declared shepherd. 
because even in the sheepfold the bible tells us there is a wolf that dresses as sheep oh oh yeah go sir the wolves are not in the world they come in church and they dress like sheep a, a dress from here to here They will not even show anything that is exposing. They will wear a head wrap and carry a holy Bible which is big like this. And they will come. Oh my father, you are very, very grateful. When they themselves are gratefuls. Whoa. Ask your neighbor, are you following? Who is your shepherd? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Now, I said how you will know who your shepherd is or what voice you are following or what voice you listen to is what exactly you are following. If your constant following is the way of the world, you know who your shepherd is. We can't even, no debate. If you, what you are following is what is in the scriptures, we know who your shepherd is. What does that mean? It simply means not only do we know your shepherd, we know that you know a voice. Sometimes you don't recognize it as a voice, but it's a voice you know, because you always lean towards it. But that voice which you know becomes your shepherd and every other voice becomes a stranger. And that's why the Bible says the stranger's voice they will not follow. Why do you not follow God? He's become the voice of a stranger in your life. He's the stranger. The sheep will not know. Because one thing you must understand is that sheep are wired to follow one shepherd no wonder it didn't say and the voice of shepherds they will follow it's a shepherd one one they are not wired to know voices they are wired to know a voice so it cannot be shepherd God or another shepherd that is not God glory to God <clears throat> so if we want to sort out this problem, we need to first know what kind of follower we are. We want to sort out this problem of who we are hearing and who is our shepherd. First of all, you need to ask yourself, what kind of follower are you? And from the light of the scriptures, I'm going to show you three kinds of followers three the first follower is what I call the complete follower the complete follower is the one who's trust, who, who is trained to hear one voice that's the one in John 10 is described as he hears my voice and follows me I know him with his days, days. There is intimacy. 
the complete follower knows there are other voices but only knows one voice this is the one who is really described as sheep glory to god this is the one who is described as a dove those are complete followers why the dove a dove has got binocular binocular vision a fixed field focus a dove is different from an owl an owl can look naenda enda konse konse it can look this side and look the other side at the same time not it doesn't need to turn its head but it can turn its head again 360 amen and amen that's an owl a dove has got fixed field focus when it looks consider anything else is not under its radar it's a complete follower so as sheep the second kind of follower is a stubborn follower <laughs> a stubborn follower now who is the stubborn follower they know that they are meant to follow but the voice that is dominant in a stubborn follower is i the voice that is dominant in a stubborn follower is me stop it's it's any time there is direction it thinks of me first that's why jesus did not tolerate stubborn followers have you noticed he told them indirectly uko No let me go and say goodbye uko No let me go let me first let me first let me let me That's a stubborn follower me is always their personal desires stands in the way of any counsel me They only make noise when counsel comes me 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 what about me what about this me i want this me i want that me me that's how they are and these ones are are described as gods these are not sheep they are gods eh even when you give them counsel they will sound like what a god me 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 that's how god sounds and have you noticed gods only make noise when you want to lead them <laughs> leave them alone yeah with at peace give them counsel me me tiauko where you put them they will go the other side they want every in fact they want every direction that is opposite from the counsel of god if god says let's go left asakamba ah and funa go right 
Okay, let's go right. Ah, alfu na left. Me, self is a very dangerous trait. Very. It makes one a stubborn follower. Now the problem with a stubborn follower is this. God can't lead you. But not only that God cannot lead you. Satan finds it hard to possess you as well. There's a difference. Satan does not lead, he possesses. When he possesses, he controls. But if he's a supernatural power and he possesses you, even your me won't work. You're a stubborn follower. And you need to understand the saints of God. In Matthew chapter number 25, from verse 31, the Bible tells us an, an end time parable. An end time parable of the sheep and the goat. What does the Bible say? It says, when the Son of Man comes in glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. Okay? Next verse. This is the coming of the Lord. Then the Bible says, all nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them one from another as shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. Interestingly, it's talking about division of sheep and, and the sheep and the goat, but the word in that is used is saying his sheep, but not his goats. Their goats. Why the goats? They are stubborn. They don't follow. You, God can only be confident that you are His because you follow Him. So this is what will happen. There's going to be a separation when the Son of Man comes, when the Lord Jesus comes. And then the nations, this is judgment of the nations, and we see the sheep separated from the goats. It means right now they are what? They are together. <laughs> they are together. So don't compare with yourself with your neighbor. But the time will come, Jesus will separate them. Okay. Sheep, mine, mine. Okay. The gods left. Why go left? Left behind. <laughs> Next verse. Next verse. Verse 34. <clears throat> Look at this. Then says, "Then the king will do what? Will say to those on his right hand, who are those on the right hand?" The sheep. He says, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Wow. There's a blessing in following God now and in the life to come. 
Then in verse 41, he speaks to the gods. In verse 34, he said to the sheep, come. What about the gods? He will also say to those on the left hand, depart from me. You cursed into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And you understand something. The only reason he's speaking to them is to tell them, go to who you are following. Go. The ones who were listening to me, who on earth will follow me. But you, who has refused to listen from, from me, depart. What's up? At the end of the day, I need you to understand something. Where you are going after you die is who you are following while you are on earth. That's where you are going. You are going to who you are following. It's only right. Imagine, imagine, imagine going to a place of who you are not following. How? Then was the heaven. How? You are going to who you've been following here on earth. That's where you are going. That's all. Ah, then that's how you need to know it's serious to hear God. That's where now you need to know I can't make decisions just like that. Now from what I've said, it's now didn't me now to explain the last kind of follower. I said number one, there's a complete follower and number two, there's a stubborn follower but number three, there's what is known as the partial follower. The one that practices selective obedience. He's a partial follower. This one can follow you very, very well. But when passions and other things that appeal to them come their way, they withdraw. After the <clears throat> after the flood in Genesis, the Bible tells us that Noah sent two creatures to go and check the situation. One was a what? A dove. And one was a what? A raven. Now, did the raven go? Ah, let's answer this. Did the raven go? In short, it followed the instruction, right? Aha. Uh-huh. So meaning it was it was not a stubborn follower. It did not say me, 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 me. So I will not go. It followed the instruction. But did not go. 
I mean went but did not carry out the assignment. Meaning it practiced partial obedience or partial following. Did the dove go? Yes. Did it bring back the fig? Yes. Complete follower. Now the problem with the with with the raven is that it went. Now what differentiates the raven from the dove is that the raven is a scavenger, meaning it feeds on dead things. It's a scavenger. So you find that the raven is doing its assignment. But guess what? After the flood, people did what? They died. So there was a buffet. I said, ah, ah, food is ready for me. I should go back to the ark. Egypt. I'm not going to go back. And so what does it do? The passions, the current passions of the raven will tell it, will, will persuade it to say no to the counsel or the direction it once received. Partial followers. Very dangerous. And we'll look at them as we go on. So obviously now, we've seen if you're a certain kind of follower, then it will determine how much God will lead you. And will also determine how you might be led by other things that is not God. So are you a complete follower? Are you a stubborn follower? Are you a partial follower? Even on completeness, it matters who you completely follow. (laughs) Others will never... Sinning, guys, I will never turn back. Yeah. So, in your journey to get into a place to hear God and have God communicate to you, number one, you must be a complete follower. It simply means surrender your whole life to God. That's the first step. Not being a part-time believer. When you become a part-time believer, you have time to party. Mm -hmm. Being a full-time believer, completely surrendering yourself God I want you to understand something people that were considered unstable in the scriptures did not fully surrender to God let me give you an example in Matthew 6 verse 6 in Matthew 16 verse 16 Jesus asked a very important question to the disciples and he said Who do the people say I am? 
ndine ndani and some of them were giving the answers oh others are saying you're john the baptist others are saying you're a prophet of old or whatsoever then he asked okay the people say i am this what about you ama disciples young what who do you say i am and immediately peter spoke out what did he say simon peter answered and said you are the christ the son of the living god did peter answer correctly yes but i want you to see what the bible tells us after peter answered this way next verse and i was okay jesus answered and said to him blessed are you simon bajona for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you but my father who is in heaven so peter gave an accurate revelation of jesus right who revealed it to him god hello but i want you just to take note how he's 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 saying okay now after peter reviews something from what god had actually said four someone say four four verses later jesus tells peter and tells the disciples that me i am going to die verse 21 go to verse 21 from that time jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised next verse then peter took him aside took Jesus aside his pastor with all due respect sir be careful who you take aside took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him saying far be it from you lord that this shall happen to you other versions say peter said god forbid chinekeo no the cross kwebe suyenda ha peter put listen that's why you need to understand if you tend to the left and you tend to the right a voice that has done what has led you what told peter to bring jesus and tell jesus god forbid next next verse oh verse 23 it's okay it says but he turned and said to peter get behind me what he yeah. 
you were an offense to me. You devex me. For you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Hi. It's very bad. Becoming an antenna of God, and four verses later you become an antenna of Satan. At first, very good, well done. <laughs> God, our Father in heaven has revealed it to you. Apa manje? Satana in hell. <laughs> He's the one who is revealing. Hi. And that's why you need to understand something. Please. Wait, wait, wait. Just stay here. Stay here. Peter. I need you to understand this. Jesus did something. That's why Jesus did something in John 1, verse 42. Because the problem with Peter is that he was unstable. He was unstable and needed to fully surrender his, to God. I mean, come on. Today, he's saying, I'll fight for you. The next time, I, re- I deny you. Ah, the man was unstable. Now, in John 1, verse 42, I want you to see this. The Bible says, and he brought him Jesus. And he brought him to Jesus. Now, when Jesus looked at him, he says, you are Simon. Son of Jonah, right? Then he says, You shall be called Kephas, which is translated as stone. You shall be called Peter, Kephas, which is translated as stone. What was Jesus doing? He was addressing the unstableness of this guy. Hold on. Simon simply means the one who hears. But the problem is that he hates everything. So to control what you hear, you need to become a stone and frame in one thing that you hear. And that's why his name had to be changed from Simon to Kephas. Otherwise, if he still remains Simon, when he is given the church, funny doctrine will enter and the gates of hell will prevail. Because he will listen to everything. So his name should be Peter. Give us. It will be a stone. Amen and amen. In short, he needs to have full surrender to God and not be unstable. Ask your neighbor, shake your neighbor, are you stable? Are you unstable? Today you can't be hearing God. Tomorrow you see a vision from Satan. I'm telling you. Ah, I'm telling you. Hello. (laughs) You can tell when you're dealing with a Simon. Today they can give you, I saw a vision of the church. Shani, shani. Okay. Very good. The next day they'll say, I saw this, this. You even know that did not come from God. God, while they are speaking, God said, Sinti nakamba na mukanila ine. 
and that's where the problem is when you don't fully surrender because everything that you hear you will come in the name of the Lord but when you come in the name of the Lord and declare even what you did not hear or what the enemy said then you are putting God's name in vain No. But nevertheless, for you to sort out this, you need to become an antenna that only hosts God. I will be honest with you. That's why it's important if you are in the prophetic ministry fully give yourself to God. If you are not fully giving yourself to God, don't trust your prophetic ministry. Just don't trust it. Because some things will speak to you. I can tell you this. Sometimes it is Satan's plan just to drop a prophet. He will give him a false vision that he will post on Facebook. Once, listen, you can be accurate ten times. Just miss one. You are a false prophet. They, and they will not forget. They will remind you. <laughs> they will remind you in the year 1942, in the month of September the 12th, you said this at nine hours, you false prophet. They will forget everything else you said. That's why you need to give yourself wholly to God so that when Satan tries to speak to you to bring down your ministry, you will know. Nah, 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 nah. I can't be a mouthpiece of both God and Satan. God forbid. Today, you are glorifying God. Four verses later, you are stopping God. How? Simon. You need to become a stone. Stable. Somebody shout, stable. Yes. Number two. What will help you in your journey to knowing, or rather to, to uh, understanding how God communicates and even being there in that place is that you have to learn intimacy and know God. Remember in John 10 the Bible showed us that the sheep did not just know the voice but also knew its shepherd while the shepherd also knew it, the sheep. It's important that while you want to know the voice of God number one, know God first before his voice. Amen and amen. Are there any people here who are maybe like close friends, besties? Yeah, in here. Not not opposite sex bestie. Like close friends? Here? Okay. You are here and you are here. Okay, come. Okay, let's clap for them, close friends. I want a mic. Give me a mic. No, we shall know whether they are close friends. <laughs> Ooh. All right, just come here. So we shall know. 
Huh? No, you shall know. No, no, no. Okay, I have one. It's okay. You can come here. Okay, so amongst you guys, who knows the... Who can say that in any muziwa huyo? Maybe... Maybe we can forgive her because... <laughs> invested in knowing yeah <laughs> who can say that? okay i'm not saying like like serious serious but knowing at least but we know okay so who would want to play the test between the two of you <laughs> huh you want to play the test okay all right um How many else, how many people not Deacon Loris? You know okay. Only see your hands. Only see your hands if you not Deacon Loris. Okay. Ah. So I've seen you raise your hands. Come. Since <laughs> Let's clap for him. Ah. I said to who knows. So ngamwanyamula ni shimuziba. So, I'm going to do this. You Deacon Loris you'll be here. And uh, the ones who know you will be here. All right. Obviously, she said she knows you deep. He says, or he may not have said, but he signals that we don't know what revelation. Whether it's uh, I know you by the spirit, or I know you because I see you. But that's where the challenge is. Sometimes you can also say I know God, but is do you know him? So we're going to ask give our surface. <laughs> we'll ask a very important question. As you know, Digon Loriska, when is her birthday? Mwezira <laughs> If you don't know it just say I don't know. Ah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, the one who knows Loriska, when is her birthday? Sunday, 5th of November. Is it correct? Hey. Nish, I don't know you me. Me I just know you by name. No, me and you sir, same WhatsApp group. It's in November. I thought it passed. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> hmm? Number two. Sir. <laughs> no, the reason why we are asking you is because you might have the potential <laughs> to get her answer <laughs> just in case. Is Loriska single or in a relationship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sir, your answer is my answer actually. I'm telling you. Uh, uh, I'm telling you. Uh, I'm not sure. You're not sure. But from the look of things, uh-huh. she's taken. She? But you're not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. So maybe you've understood that by the spirit. Okay. Is Loriska single or taken? 
She's taken. Taken away. Where is she taken away? All I know is that she has a restaurant that does take away, but I didn't know she's also taken. <laughs> Otherwise, I said your answer is my answer, sir. <laughs> okay, I'll ask one more. I'll ask one more question. What course did Loriska do? Uh, don't you, you don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, what course did Loriska do? I'm not so sure, but she majored she majored in mathematics and uh, statistics or something, something. Is she correct? Okay, give her a hand. <laughs> Now, I'll ask. I'll ask you. She's giving you the points. How did you know all this about Loriska? I got to know her. Mm. My friends here at church and mm. then, you know, spending more time. Okay, number one. What has she said? Uh-huh, go ahead. Yeah, as I was saying, spending more time together and then also, what can I say? Uh, it's good communication. Number two, what? All right. Do you spend time with her? Huh? <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> no? Is that a no? All right. Do you communicate goodly with her? Not as frequent. So it's not good. All right. So, listen. You cannot claim to know a shepherd you don't spend time with and do not communicate with he knows her but his 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 knowledge base is what is known in the greek as gnosis general knowledge she says she knows her but her knowledge is not gnosis it's epignosis meaning revelational or intimate knowledge that's why you will notice the shepherd will call the sheep personally not corporately by name not by group that is a demand for intimacy Hello Is there anyone else that you know here? Ora come. I want you to face behind you. Um Hmm. So come. Come. Yeah. No, 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 wait. I want a female. I want a female. Come, the lady with the wrap. Yeah, in blue. Don't be shy. Come. I want to ask you. I want to. Ah, ah. What is happening? You see, people, they are intimate. I only told one person to face behind. But, 
Awe, friend goes, this is a friendship goes. Close your eyes, yo. Naive avar. Okay, give me the mic. Give me the mic. All right. Call her name. Lariska. Who called you? Azar. Is she correct? Yes. Clap for her. Lariska. Call her name. Lariska. Who called you? I don't know. You don't know. You don't know. Ah, we shout again. Maybe she. Lorisa. Do you know her? Yes or no? No. Do you know why you don't know her? You only recognize the voice you're intimate with. The voice of the stranger you do not know. Okay, go and sit. Thank you. Now, what I'm trying to show you is that, thank you. If you want to know how to hear God, the secret is just knowing him. When someone asks and asks you, "How can I hear God?" tell them, "Go and know him." That's all. Otherwise, you are going to be given steps after steps after steps. Close your eyes, jump, do this. You will not. You will only know the voice you are intimate with. My sheep hear my voice. I know them. They know me. Intimacy. Saints of God. You've got to get to a place where you got to know God for yourself personally. Whom you are able to call my shepherd. And when you do that, you will hear him clearly and understand him. So what do you need to do? Know God intimately. Number 3. Apart from knowing God intimately, you've got to learn to sharpen your sensitivity, your spiritual sensitivity. It simply means one of the hindrances that people have to hearing God is that they are not sensitive spiritually. That's why Job 33 and verse 15 says. Job 33. It says 14. Start from verse 14. It says for God may speak in one way or in another. Yet man does not perceive it. Isn't the Bible showing us that God is speaking? Isn't the Bible showing us that God is communicating? He's not even just communicating once. He's communicating twice. He's communicating this way. He's communicating another way. But the problem is man does not perceive it. That's why the 16 says now through a dream. O 
15 it says in a dream and in a vision on the night when deep sleep falls upon them wow they are slumbering of the beds god seals his instruction what does that mean it simply means there are people who are not so sensitive to know that god is communicating and their sensitivity may have only been reduced to either a dream I can tell you that's one of the lowest levels of sensitivity because even Pharaoh dreamt and knew there was a message even Pharaoh who was not a believer or who does not regard God dreamt and knew there was a message so God had to reduce man to the lowest level of sensitivity So one thing a believer should do is build up from their levels of sensitivity and build capacity. How do we do so? We understand from Proverbs chapter 20 verse 27 that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, meaning God uses your spirit to guide you. So if you want to increase in sensitivity, build your spirit man. Any activity that will cause you to build your spirit man will let you or even unveil you to a place where your sensitivity will become built build it sharpen your sensitivity in hebrews chapter number 5 and verse 13 how did you see something Hebrews 5 verse 13 Ah start from this verse 11 Lanze He says of whom we have much to say and hard to explain since you have become in your hearing it's been said that there are certain things that need to be communicated but these guys have become dull in their hearing their sensitivity is poor i remember it was the place where i went and said for god so loved there eh? i said hey <laughs> it was listen it's it's sensitivity there are certain places i cannot say hubumone there are certain places i cannot say make a shabak there are certain places i cannot say crino exosia iskus i can't but why are you understanding sensitivity ananda you've grown in it if i go to other places i say say iskus mzambeti vikusi i said not vikusi iskus them they will picture iskus as vikusi eh amen and amen now next verse 
It says for, yeah, just remain there. It says for by now you ought to be teachers. You need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk, not solid food. It simply means when you are growing, your appetite and what you feed on changes. You will not just have milk. Next time you have solid food. Next verse. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word or the doctrine of righteousness. Listen. Are you seeing that milk is the word of God? But it's telling you that you can be unskillful even though you listen to the word. An unskillful believer. Now, look at what the skill does. It says, and skill says, for the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. A male babe. Next verse. Next verse. But no, no, no. Next verse. It says, but solid food belongs to those who are full of age. There is a demand in your Christian work. You must grow. As long as you don't grow, you remain unskillful. Isn't that so? It says, but solid food belongs to those who are full of age. That is, those by reason of use have what? Have their senses exercised to what? Discern both good and evil. What senses? Honestly, how can the word of God... Wait, 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 wait. What senses are these? No, we need, to ans- we need to answer this. What senses are these? Are you telling me your nose can smell this is evil and good? Your actual nose? <laughs> are you sure you can taste? <laughs> are what senses these are spiritual senses spiritual senses cause you to dis- distinguish between good and evil Listen, good and evil can look like these two bottles of water. Very similar, but you need discernment to know what is good and evil. You need senses to know which one is water. Eh, which one is water? Al, which one is water? <laughs> senses, I'm telling you. Because this is leading me to my next point because there's, there's a place where you are stirring up your sensitivity and when you're stirring up your sensitivity you are, you are growing. Okay? And how you do so is by prayer, reading the word, they tell you go on fasting program, do it. Listen, they tell you attend cell, those are exercises. They tell you wake up for midnight, you're Those, do you know what it's doing? There is a reason why they are telling you wake up at midnight. They know you can pray at zero six. They know it's easy. Said okay, let's now train you. 
to pray when you don't feel like praying. Whereby you wake up alarm you don't want to wake up. But usin nyamura che and you start to love baby suba suba Jesus bless the devil three weeks I'm telling you it can be difficult sometimes it will be shiba shiba then you now wonder momentum is building at 22 at 2415 Finally, like Jesus rose from the dead, you also rise out from your bed. And you now start. Shakaraba Shanta. You are praying until the end. Since then you know you are growing. Then you know you are growing. There should be levels in your Christian work and your prayer life. That should be changing. Some of us can pray. We don't need to fast. Play this fast. Watch your life. Then The more I seek you. Oh, thank you, Lord, you are wonderful. The more I find you. Now the problem is that that music is is dictating what you are going to be saying. That's the problem. It's not that it's bad. But it can dictate what you are saying. After you said, the more I seek you. Next Then it changes. Evil arrows, go back to your sender. Go back to your sender. Evil arrows, go back. Now because you are in an atmosphere of worship, evil arrows will be like this. Evil arrows, go back to your send. Like, ah. <laughs> Sometimes, when you grow in it, you will just be entering Karuska Rabakindes. Franz Tapakasupa. Apraskuta Pakatakata. Shatakata. You check the time. Hey, one hour. My goodness. Rososose. The tongues will even change. Hmm? They will even change. You will know that this one has been praying a lot. From the time I got born again, laba, 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 laba. Grow! Someone shake your neighbor and say, Grow! No, because, uh, because if you're always speaking the same, then you're in trouble with stretch ministry. Because they will act for you one of these days. I want uh, uh, to consume uh, and is acting as the consume. Then you speak the same tongues the consume speaks. And you'll be like, hmm, was very acute as if I born my tongues. Instead of just praying more, grow. Grow. In reading the word, grow. I'm telling you, whether you like it or not, you are always growing in something. When you do that, your sensitivity becomes sharp. And then by fasting, grow. It will help you. It will help you know how God is communicating in any circumstance. 
I can know how God is communicating. There was a time I came here and I said, guys, that Lord Shedding is saying something about the church. There was a time when there was serious blackout in the nation. I said, it just didn't happen. Seeing God communicate through a blackout. That's the sensitivity you should have. To be able to know God is communicating. Even through scripture. You open a scripture that is speaking to you and you say, what a coincidence. Ah! What a coincidence. It was like, it's a, listen, you are listening to a message like this. And you're like, it's like pastor was speaking to, God was speaking to you. You just didn't discern. You think pastor sometimes will just remove words like, because he wants to speak to you. No, it will just come out. And when it comes out, then you know that mm, God is speaking to me through that vessel. God is speaking to me through the Holy Scriptures. That's sensitivity. Remember how Paul just saw a vision of a man saying, come to Macedonia. And they concluded that God has said, let's go. Sensitivity. When you know that you are growing, you can even know God is com- how God would communicate through silence. One day I will teach on the voice of silence. He's quiet, then you will know. You, <laughs> sensitivity will help you. Lord, is he the one? He's in the one. Z. There's peace. There's peace. There's peace. You even know. But isn't there's peace? There's peace. That silence. Just go back and just. Silence. I'm telling you, sensitivity will help you a lot. Some of you, even during partnership, budget group, that's where, that one there, you can't miss God. I guess it's very easy. You can't miss God. Where will I get it from? Now, how you respond to the direction of God says something about the kind of follower you are. When he said 5,000 kwacha and you said, where did I? In heaven it was sounded as me. Me. You want to insist your will on God. It won't work. So build your spirit. Eat the word. Pray. But at the same time you need to know when you do the opposite, you're affecting your spirit. When you're not feeding, you're affecting your spirit, thereby affecting your sensitivity. That's why a man like Samson can be used of God, but after God leaves him, he doesn't know that God has left. No sensitivity. He doesn't know. 
then the last part after you grow in sensitivity is learn to discern now this sensitivity is really a place where you are able to pick up signals that's sensitivity you are able to know this is communication this is communication you've caught it but discernment is that other part which uh, makes you know what is the difference between light and darkness what is the difference is this god or not discernment is what you need when satan comes to court for you psalms 90 you need discernment because you've heard it but how do i know glory to god quickly how do we discern let me show you three levels number one, the bible says you shall know them by the what fruits that's a level of discernment because the bible says in first john should be chapter 4 verse 1 it says test test the spirits test give it to me if i'm correct first john 4:1 beloved do not believe every spirit but test the spirits whether they are of god It's not enough for you to be sensitive. You can be highly sensitive to Satan. You can be highly sensitive. There was this person who just used to see, no, I don't know why pastor, when I when I close my eyes, I see a vision. What are you seeing? I'm seeing a skeleton. I'm seeing a spider. I'm seeing I said hmm. I'm seeing black. I'm seeing blood dripping at her. I said you have accurate sensitivity. It's okay you've got sensitivity. But your discernment your discernment is in your sensitivity you you discern everything is from God. You are unable to distinguish. Hallelujah. So the first level is test know by the fruit. You know by the fruits of the spirit. It simply means you understand God's character. Whenever certain things are revealed to you, you see is this the character of God? Are this is this how God operates? That's Matthew 7 verse 16, but don't go there. It says you shall know them by the fruit. But that's where the problem is. How can I know this is a person sent from God as well if I'm just going to follow the fruit? because i've seen kind muslims who are not even stingy than other christian brothers we've seen patient ones me was in a bus a believer so na mpase change muzimai no mufwe mba conduct do you know who i am do you know the authority that i have you would die today how much is your change mama 15 ngwe 15 ngwe and mama mutse please you know that by the fruit but then my challenge is if the fruits look the same what do we do then we need to go into the ne- next level of discernment no by the word know by the word 
That's where in John 5 verse 30 I taught on it last week. Jesus said, when I hear, I judge. And my judgment is righteous because I seek not my will but the will of God. So you know by the word God will we will never speak outside his word. He will never. Everything will be according to his word. When he tells you make peace is it according to his word? Yes. When he tells you pray, is it according to his word? Yes. When he tells you love your neighbor as you love yourself, is it according to his word? Yes. When you pick up signals that I should not steal, is it God communicating to you according to his word? Yes. That's discerning by the word. It's very paramount. In fact, it's primary. It works hand in hand with the next kind of discernment which I'm about to show you. This one is called knowing by the Spirit. You can know by the Word but you can know also by the Spirit. do we know by the word? By studying it. I'm sure we know it. The Bible says I have hidden his word in my heart that I may not sin against thee. That's how you know by the word. Whatever you hear, is it according to the scripture? But then there will be a problem. What if Satan says, jump. For his word says he will send his angels. Satan quoted scripture. What if you are told there's somebody who once told me the Lord has told me to forget everything about my my career. Forget everything about school. And he told me, I know the plans I have for you. He told me, trust in me. Listen. Isn't, and those scriptures, they are scriptures. And he came, pastor, I need guidance. What should I do? I said, my friend, can you go back to school? Uh, uh, I didn't even waste time. <laughs> Hurry, run, run, run. But the Lord says, which Lord? Can you go back to school? So what did I do? He used scripture. But by what he spoke, I knew by the Spirit. So there's a place where you are supposed to now know by the Spirit. And also know by the Word. Let me show you. How many are born again here? 
Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Raise your hands again. How many are born again? Okay. Let turn mic. Turn on zero. Give me a mic. Where's the mic? Okay. Here. You since your hand has still remained up. Come. No, no, no. You, you. Are you born again? Yes. Are you born again? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Very sure. Very sure. Yeah. Clap for her. Now. How do you know? I <laughs> The way Uziba Bwanji. Uh, there's a, a testimony in my spirit that I'm saved. There's a testimony in her spirit. Give her a hand. That testimony is what is known as the witness of the Spirit or the testimony of the Spirit. That's how you know by the Spirit. Romans 8.16 Come. The Spirit Himself bears witness with we with our spirit that we are children of God we know that the holy ghost dwells in us he dwells in our spirit but what he does is that he testifies he bears witness with our spirit that what what we are children of God i know how do you know the holy ghost is testifying with my spirit so I am a child of God, born of God, full of life, full of the Holy Ghost. How? Niziva, Niziva. I know. He witnesses with your spirit. What? What? So what have you done? You are knowing by the spirit, and it's very easy to know that by the spirit. Some of you, it happens to you. You just don't know. Because the spirit will either testify or disagree with certain things. Okay. I can give you an example. If I were to say, Mary, the Lord will use you greatly to heal the sick and bring freedom to people. Removing them from the hand of oppression. Have you heard that? I'm speaking to you. Yes. When I said that, how did you feel? There was agreement. There was agreement. Mm. There was agreement. Yes. What I've told you, have you ever heard it before? Yes. Did you see that? I just prophesied to her. Yeah. <laughs> and when I prophesied to her, what she got is that her spirit agreed. Now, I'm not going to prophesy to you, but imagine I'm prophesying to you. Mary. Iwe. Once upon Konkara bus driver. Hold on. Once upon Konkara bus driver. Humble beginnings are very important. Once upon Konkara bus driver. How have you felt inside? No. Have you seen? 
the holy ghost says no says no he doesn't your spirit will just refuse that's how you know by the spirit no sometimes someone can even tell you something that is nice someone once came to me and said we should do this this and this my my spirit says bram 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 no so you need to learn to know by fruits know by the word and know by the spirit taste and when you do that you will enjoy a life that is led by god that's right so i feel